previously on several episodes ago. Hey guys, it is me, Casper, C-A-S-P-H-E-R. I am recording this podcast in the most comfortable situation ever, and I come bearing a discussion about, or should I say, some really, really good feedback on this new Oprah Winfrey Network TV series called Cherish the Day. Guys, you really need to go watch this. This is incredible. And I tweeted about it yesterday, and they actually, like, Oprah Winfrey Network verified page responded to me. I've never had that happen before. And this is all just from telling them how great they were and how great that show is. And I literally found out about this earlier this week. I found out about them on Monday. I kept finding advertisements about this series. And so, I was like, I'm going to find out what all this is about. And I did. And I do not regret allowing this, you know, trusting this show. I don't regret it. And I'm actually really, really excited about what happens next. This is the first TV series that really, really got my attention and really got me excited about it. I've seen other TV series, but I've never felt like this when it came to a TV series, except for Cherish the Day. If you haven't, and you know what else? I have so many things I want to say about this. I can't get it all at once, but I'm uh, I'm going to say what I can while I can. Um, this is just incredible. Like, wow. So... This is like a brief intro to tell you guys about what I'm going to talk about. So get comfortable, because I'm already comfortable anyway. Hello. What's up, Cassie? How's it going, Samma? What's up? What's up? Not much, you know? Chilling, chilling. Yep. <laughs> Long time, no anchor podcast, you know? I know. I was just sitting here telling my husband that the other day. I was just like, you know, I gotta get back into my podcast and I missed it. Welcome back to Anchor. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. So, I don't know if you listened to my last podcast about this beautiful show called Cherish the Day. Oh my god, I think I'm in love with that show. Like, wow, it really, like, it made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, ooh. Ooh. It was very nice, you know? It was very well thought out. And, wow, that's all I can say is wow. And that song that they play at the entrance called Cherish the Day, that's my shit. I love that song. The artist herself is phenomenal. She is a fantastic musician. She didn't even want to be a singer. She started off in the fashion industry. Hmm, well, that's, you know, everybody has their own callings. (laughs) 
and when I was younger and I thought I wanted to be a singer too I wanted to be just like her when I grew up singer wise I don't know about her personal life but I saw just the musical aspect of her life and I wanted to be just like that but you know things don't happen that way (laughs) but it's okay they sure don't but things happen in the most unexpected ways you wouldn't plan on tell me about it so let every you know tell us what's been going on you know the latest news you know well everybody it's been a really trying couple months for me but I have to say I got some of the best news in my life this morning and I'm gonna lie I am no longer considered legally blind. I have made a miraculously recovery from my blindness. And y'all, that means I might be able to drive, bitches. (laughs) Nice, nice. You're going to be able to drive. Like, were you ever able to drive? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Once when I was 16, but then I didn't pass my permit and they said, bye-bye. Why didn't you pass? Were you scared of something? No, I studied, but I missed it by one point. You know, those one points. Ah, yeah, that that will really fuck it up for you. Yeah, and then I just didn't have the chance to go back and take it. And when I was ready to take it again, my doctor was like, eh, nope, sorry. Yeah, like, they didn't let you do it because, you know, now all of a sudden... When was it like the vision thing occurred where you became legally blind? How many years ago? 2013. Ooh. Why do I feel like 2013 was just such a a toxic ass year? I know, right? Doing the great it was thing. horrible. I graduated high school. Other than that, it was shitty. Yo, 2013. Something about that freaking ashy ass year was just... Ew, it was fucked up. You know, it was very... It was filled with struggle. And I, oh my god, was it filled with struggle. Ugh. I thought I was the only one that was sitting here wallowing in that shit. No, Damn. it was in... It was the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. Of that year. 2013. So, yeah, so after Ugh. that, life was really hard, you know, until I went to the Carroll Center and became you know you started um you know adjusting to blindness which you thought was going to be a permanent onset so like what were your thoughts before you became blind like you know what did you ever think about blind people before you became blind well not even say it like that but you know i was the general typical stereotype i mean i wasn't really typical but I thought some of the ways that people thought, like, I was just like, oh, well, blind people, and they really have no lives, they don't do much, they just sit at home all day. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, just talk about the good things. We'll talk about the bad stuff off the record. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, no, the good things, I, some of the takeaway I had over the last six years Basically has been, I I proved how much strength I had in myself. I really never knew how strong I was until I went through this very challenging situation 
where I had to basically relearn everything that I once knew and then had to relearn it in a different way based off of because of my blindness. And I Uh lived that way for so long and it just, it was hard. Like, you know, it was very stressful and very difficult for me those first few months after I lost my vision. I was in such a deep depression spiral downhill. Like, I wasn't sure if I would be able to make it back up. I didn't know what life was going to be like for me after that point. And it was very, very, very challenging, I'd have to say, for me. Because I, it was my first year in college. Like, my first very semester in college when everything just started going awry. And I just that was your first semester when you went blind. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was stressful (laughs) to say the least. Wow, wow. Um, But you know, I managed to make it through. And then uh, that that year, I that following year in 2014, I went to the Carroll Center in May. And you know, we we know certain situations about it, but I have to say overall. The Carroll Center really helped me open my eyes to show me that, you know, there is a world, even if you're blind, like, you can do anything if you put your mind to it long enough. And I think that was really a huge step in stone for me because I really, I really took a lot away from that place, just knowing that, you know, I cooked an egg blindfolded, like, I made an egg (laughs) blindfolded, and I never really felt like I could ever do such a thing because you know it's dangerous not being able to use your vision but you know when you go through these incidences like I did and like you have you know we start to appreciate our lives more and we start to understand and respect what we have as people and what what our bodies can do for us and if we don't have that then like I learned I go into a very dark hole depression and I don't like being in that dark hole, but, you know, I'm finally able to come to terms with what happened, and I was able to move on from that point, and the Carroll Center was a huge help, and then meeting you really helped, because, you know, you have been so inspirational, to say the least, and that you <laughs> have, like, truly, truly changed how I viewed myself, I viewed the world, and everything else, and for me, like, that was that was where my turning point in this whole thing was and now now that you know I am not legally blind no more I still have a huge care and respect for that community and that and you know it's not a definite that my vision will never go back that way um because things happen in life and we just don't ever know but you know, I'm. I now know that if it does happen, I'm more prepared to handle it this time than I was the last time, and I know that I can make a difference by sharing my situation, sharing my experiences, and that's kind of something I look forward to doing, and I really want to get back into doing. I really want to be an advocate for that. I really want to be able to tell people like, hey, look, your life isn't over just because of this situation. And it doesn't have to just be for blindness. It can be for all types of disabilities because everybody has a different different disability, but it's very, very difficult if like, because, well, you know, 
our world when they think of disabled people they put us in a cloud and it's not it's not like that it's you know it's it's different it's better and I think over the last six years I really really learned and understood and really have an appreciation for the, the stuff that people have to contend with when they don't have use of everything oh yes yes see I've always been in that paradigm of living with blindness so I don't think you know not that it matters that I'll ever experience driving I've been told time and time again I'm not missing anything from driving (laughs) and I think that if I were to ever be a driver me and whoever the fuck it is that's trying to cut me off we about to crash together because we ain't coming in front of me we're crashing together You know how driving in Massachusetts can be sometimes. Oh, it's bizarre. Oh my god. It's, <laughs> it's the worst. I've been on the highways with some of the worst drivers and I'm it's not even the circus. one behind the wheel. <laughs> you know, and I be still over here like raging at the people driving and I'm the one in the passenger seat. So screaming your head off. Get the <laughs> yeah, for real, because they really <laughs> just don't know how to drive. <laughs> it's a damn circus on that road circus oh man and they don't even like to share the road it's like they want the whole road to be for them so i'm like am i really missing anything from driving hell no i doubt it i'm not and i'm okay with that you know 30 years of you know living with blindness and um never having been able to drive i mean i got over it you know i used to be mad when i was 16 you know wanting to get a driver's permit like my classmates did Mm -hmm. and they'd be like oh I'm gonna get a permit or I'm gonna get my driver's license soon and blah 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 and I'm like well shit I'm never gonna be able to have that (laughs) you know but and I used to really be upset because my dream car was a Pontiac G6 lipstick red Pontiac G6 with all black interior and tinted windows with a dope ass muffler so when I'm driving down that street they could hear that shit a whole mile up the road <laughs> and I wanted it to like be like a loud <laughs> oh I know one of those right? things the that rattled the damn sidewalk like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted my shit to freaking shake the asphalt on the floor when I, when I rev my engine Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> we gotta do what we gotta do. But it's okay if I'll never have that, you know. It's fine. Maybe I want to have someone drive a Tesla for me. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Like I said, if I get my license, we can drive up the coast. <laughs> nice, nice. Daisha's working, uh, Momo Bites is working on getting hers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we about to be going out exploring. <laughs> cool, cool. You know, um, I'm glad you were able to, you know, gain a perspective, you know, like multiple different perspectives of what it was like, you know, living and, you know, taking classes among others with different levels of blindness you know whether it be total or partial all types of levels um before i was immersed around other blind and visually impaired people 
I didn't think, you know, I mean, I knew blind people did things. My question was, what technology were they using to do it? Never in my mind did I ever think they couldn't do it at all. I just wondered, what were they using to help them do it? (laughs) Right, and like, there there was points in my life that I came around people who were low vision or whatnot and needed to help in certain ways but I also found that you know it's not a bad thing if you ask about it if you ask about like what kind of technology a person uses for such occasions as things like that and I like going to school and you know physically being able to have those assistive technologies at my disposal to help me I really got an understanding for how people on a day-to-day basis use their stuff and it's like it's like people always say and you know you've heard it you've seen it you hear people say oh well how can a blind person use their phone that's the thing you know that's the thing that really gets to me was you know when I'm out in public and someone goes is someone going to be able to call and dial the number for you like no I can do it myself I'm a proficient user of voiceover on iOS and stuff like that. And so much so to the point where I can teach other people. Um, Right. And a lot of people don't know about that because they just see, they just see a person with their phone in their hand. Because most of the time people wear headphones nowadays or as you, you have hearing aids. So all your stuff goes right into your hearing aid where people don't, people don't hear what happens on the other end. Mm-hmm. because we as individuals also even though we can't see our screens we like to be able to still keep our stuff private and you know it's hard because voiceover as you know is talkative it's out loud so you can hear it so you can physically know what's there and people nowadays just I think they're coming to more accustomed to it but they haven't quite understood how they do it but you know as the iPhone's progress and they continue to progress um i think that the feature is just going to get more and more better for users who are blind who are deaf who really just don't have that that really just need that extra step in stone even if you're not fully blind they have like magnifiers zoom and stuff like that which i have found even to this day i still use zoom and magnifier for a few different things Okay, um, so you know, our technology is really helpful. Don't want to like leave out Android. Android has some aspects of useful parts no, too, but too. we all know that iOS, you know, Apple is, better. is, you know, more preferred. It's seamless, it's smoother. Because um, I've played around with Android accessibility, and I'll just be honest, I just ran right back to Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, less so than a day I was like uh uh-uh, this is entirely no no I can't it's not that it was foreign it just required it had these weird gestures that you had to use and I was like no no I'm I'm comfortable with my three finger swipe up and double tap with one finger or double tap with two fingers I'm used to that I've been doing that for years so yeah right like and when I was using voiceover like it was so much easier to me because you know I went back and forth between iPhone and Android. Mm-hmm. And I found that ultimately iPhone was a lot 
better use for me. And a lot of people feel the same way, especially who have blindness. They find that the iPhone is just overly better for them. Yes. But there are still some people who I know, and I'm sure you probably do too, who mm. use Android because they like it better than iOS. Now, everybody has their own preference. Mm-hmm. Like us, we prefer iOS, but there's other people who like Android. And I think I'm hoping that as the phones progress further and further as we go further on in the future, you know, I'm hoping that Android can start doing some of the functions that Apple does because I feel like it would be very useful for other people who like the Android and need to be able to have the that accessibility feature on it. Yeah. I mean, personally, I will always stick with my Apple. You know it. <laughs> I really appreciate the Apple. Um, so, like, okay, you're the first person I've ever known to tell me that they actually are no longer considered blind. I've always heard about these things in the movies and stuff. Yeah, where it's people... like a, it's like a movie thing. I like, I got when I woke up this morning and I saw the email from the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind sitting there stating that I am no longer registered with them I was just like whoa that is like wow yeah and it was just it took a minute to process it because I was like oh what does this mean now like how do how do I go on from here I've lived this life for such a long time now I'm so used to living this life Mm -hmm. and now I have to basically relearn again how to go on without the way I was but I also I also feel like I am going to be very good off I think that I have a lot of close people in my corner and I know that if things ever do you know decide to get worse for me again on that level at this time I'm better prepared to go into it and not just be as scared as I was because I was, let me tell you, I was scared to death when I lost You're ready it. to shit bricks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. But, you know, like I keep saying, we always learn. We take our learning curves. And this, this one really helped me progress to who I am today. And I just love the fact that I got to help others along the way. And I enjoy the fact that I help others. And now that I just want to be able to continue doing that excellent excellent so um you know like you know going on with your day like I know you probably didn't really use your cane as much because you had that kind of vision that permitted you to still go without a cane at times how are you going to feel about not ever needing your cane at all (sighs) see that's hard because I was so dependent on it for the first few months it was like my cane, or actually really for the first couple of years, my cane was like an excessive part of me. And then, um, well, as you know, I'm an active cannabis user. And I found that because of that, I think that's also part of the reason why my vision has kind of did a turnaround because I, once I started it, I noticed that my vision slowly started getting better, better, and better. Uh-huh. And I realized that, you know, hmm, 
there is a chance that you know in the future I could potentially never be considered legally blind no more I just never thought that six and a half years later I'd be sitting here saying that (laughs) man yeah you know I mean let's just say just celebrate it you know celebrate this turnaround and enjoy it you know go look at the stuff that you were shown while you were blind and go look at it again look at people's faces that you couldn't see too well for a while look at everything all over again if you can well I... not everybody's face and there's some faces you don't ever want to fucking see again so yeah for real <laughs> leave that behind yeah for real leave them right in the dust <laughs> leave all that ashiness behind so <laughs> um well, you know, what did you do today? But I mean, besides, you know, like, really be excited about your, you know, complete removal from the Commission for the Blind. Um, well, my, my, eh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I mean, if you don't want to talk about it on the uh, pod- podcast, then we could talk about it off the record, you know. Of uh, the commission? Oh, no. Like, what did you do today besides, oh. you know? Yeah. Well, I'm fighting the flu right now still. Uh, everyone's I feel, getting... I feel a, like 60% better than I did on Tuesday because let me tell you, Tuesday was just, <laughs> oh, my God. It was horrible. I felt like I was dying. Oh, I no. spent half my day in the hospital, the other half of my day sleeping. But today, I basically had a low-key day. You know, I it was the first time I actually was able to eat some solid food and without having any troubles. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, I went for a nice little walk today, even though it was very, very cold outside. But nice. I felt like the fresh air would do me some very good justice and it did so yeah basically just that watching tv playing uh using tiktok and other than that just yeah nice nice well me happy i went to go celebrate and actually enjoy my own company you know i took myself to the mall got some new bath and body works fragrances went to macy's got some pants and stuff like then I went downstairs in the, uh, you know, the Galleria Mall, and then I went to Cheesecake Factory, and I got I know I saw it. She was there. And that was so <laughs> jelly. I was like, no, she's there without me. <laughs> no, I don't have a Cheesecake Factory closest to me. The closest one is in Enfield, Connecticut. Ew, that's. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, really sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys got Golden Corral. Isn't that a buffet or an actual restaurant? That's a buffet style. Let me tell you, they got some good food over there. I want a southern fried chicken burger with pickles on it. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like the good. soft, bulky bread. I've been wanting something like that, but it's not the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That shit is lousy. Oh, I heard so much about that. <laughs> a lousy sandwich. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But, uh, you know, I'm like, just gotten like super interested in all kinds of like foods. My favorite thing that I've been really interested in lately is making chicken Alfredo pasta with broccoli and chicken breast with a kick of spice and ziti macaronis. Oh my gosh. And the garlic bread. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're going to have to come up here and cook for me again. <laughs> no problem about that because, you know, food is good. I don't care. Nobody says food tastes good. Food yeah. does taste good. Because <laughs> one night I was like, I'm sleeping and I'm laying in bed. I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. But it was late, so I didn't want to get up. And I'm like, okay, now I can't wait to get some food because now I want some pancakes. Chocolate pancakes with turkey sausages, to be exact. (laughs) You just be making the good-ass food that I be wanting. (laughs) Well, it's a whole nother story when your stomach starts to growl just at the thought of it. And it's growling loudly, too. And then you're like, whoa. (laughs) So you get up when the time is right and you're going to make you your food. Sit down and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or I'll just catch a, catch the bus and go to Harvard Square and go to um, IHOP. Uh, but I don't, like, I don't like going there by myself. So I make one of my nephews come with me and I buy them food and I eat food and we eat together. On the younger IHOP. younger kids. <laughs> IHOP is the bomb. Mm-hmm. Love some pancakes, some French toast over there. Those omelets are <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I be telling people, see, everybody thought I was joking <laughs> one time and I brought my whole family up there and they they had they had it and they were like, Whoa, that's a big <laughs> omelet. I was like, I'm telling you. <laughs> The omelets are delicious. I know. I had them before. Uh, a friend, a former friend, photography friend from like way back in the day. I don't know why I did this to him, but I ordered pancakes and I waited for him to get an omelet. So I ate his omelet instead. I ate all of his omelet first and then I went after the pancakes. So technically it left him with nothing but the ketchup stains on his plate. And I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> Then he was trying to come after my pancakes, and I'm like, no, can't have none. You're gonna have yeah, to buy no, pancakes. Yeah, no, don't touch my pancakes. <laughs> but I ate, I stole his omelet, though. <laughs> I was like, that's mad greedy. I don't even know why I did that to him for it, but oh well. At the time, it seemed like a good thing to do to him. But now I realize, I was like, that's mad greedy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was stealing chunks of it at a time and he kept on looking in his phone I was stealing chunks of his omelet <laughs> alright um, so yeah my mom makes these omelets from sometimes and she uses turkey sausages oh my god oh my goodness Sam them shits are freaking delicious and every time she makes them I suddenly get very hungry so I put it between a bagel and I eat it I know that's mad greedy but oh well 
I don't care. Hey, do what you gotta do, girl. <laughs> it was dope. It was mad good. I tell you, I was like so set for like the next couple of hours. I wasn't even hungry anymore. It was it was perfectly good. Um, I guess it was two weekends ago or so. Two or three weekends ago, I made a ground turkey lasagna with six layers. Uh, vegetable rice, baked turkey breast, and barbecue chicken breast. So it's two different types of meats and a nice sauce marinade to go over the rice or whatever. And I was very proud of myself. It came out so everything was perfect. Real good. Mm. It took half the morning to prepare everything because I wanted to be right. 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 But I think that it's time for me to sign off now. Yes. Uh, Thanks for jumping back on to uh, podcasting. Anytime. I am going to start my daily, everyday podcasting. And I'd love to do more with you, connect, because mm-hmm. we always have such a great podcast time. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, um, it was fun. And uh, I'm back, y'all. So, hope you stay tuned. Hey, tell them where to find you. <laughs> I'm on Anchor, social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, can find me everywhere awesome awesome and th- once again it was fun uh chatting with you and everything and we're gonna be talking off the record <laughs> we sure will all right take care bye bye you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like uh, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again casu305 at Outlook.com. Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you. And that should be a book (laughs) that you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day. You know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings, and much more success, okay? And you have another listener. I'm here, and I'm happy to be with all of them. Hello, Casper. This is Nyla from Guna Thoughts, the podcast on Anchor here. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yes, I uh, sometimes happen to, you know, post my 
uh, wonderful link and everything, especially when I go in depth and, um, you know, give really great uh, support answers or, or research certain things that want to be helpful on the uh, Facebook Anchor community group there. So, you know, it's no problem. Thank you for, you know, tuning into my recent podcast episodes. I know I did one uh, way back about uh, Jim Carrey and his um, eco-themed art, which I think you checked out. So, yeah, feel free to explore as many um, topics as you'd like to within the catalog I have thus far. And be sure to, you know, participate in my latest giveaway. I think you'd enjoy it, especially if you love talking about health and being healthy. Um, it runs until the 28th. So take care. Bye. It's dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching. <laughs>